0: Everyone and welcome to Dub Talk, the premier podcast for discussions about all things ADR directing for anime from around the world. Thank you for joining us here. My name is Noah Clue, and I would like to introduce you to my good buddy here in the studio with me. Say hello, Jet.
1: Ah, hello, friends.
0: So, how you doing, Jet? Have, have you been having a good uh, good 2023
1: so far? uh, um, uh could be uh, could be better. I've been spending pretty much all but it at work.
0: Okay, that's fair enough. I mean, to be fair, I have as well. Um, I just was hoping that, um, y- you've had a good March, right? Like, uh, this month has at least been, uh, productive for you?
1: uh i mean i mean it was better than the day we were in february so that's something
0: <laughs> that's an improvement right there i mean it just happens to be uh the end of march but uh we, we won't even look at the calendar but okay so more importantly uh we i am so excited for tonight I, I hope you are too and thank you so much for joining on this because we are finally covering one of the big ones aren't we uh
1: yeah yeah i
0: mean i, I can't believe that it took us this long and people have been asking for this for a really really long time haven't they
1: Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, we get been a requests for it nonstop. Uh, especially I, the
0: I, last year or so. Oh, I, yeah, it's kind of weird, too, but, I mean, I, I guess it just has a surge in popularity, but, well, I mean, people can see the title on the screen there. They know what we're here for. So, yes, after over 200 episodes, I forget what count we're up to by now, we at Dovetalk have finally decided to branch into one of the most requested, highly popular dubs for a property that has ever been created. I know it took us a long time to get here, but I think you'll be satisfied with the results. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, grab your laundry detergent. We are finally going to talk about Bleach! Uh, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, yeah, but really, uh, really excited. Uh, that uh, Thousand Year Blood War arc has been uh, pretty uh, uh, pretty good. Uh, definitely uh, definitely pretty jogging program across the board.
0: Yeah, about that. So, um, so I don't have a ton of experience with the franchise, but as I understand, the Thousand Year Blood War is uh like what people have been asking for as far as like an improvement over the original series that came out back in the 2000s right uh
1: yeah it's it's like yeah like uh the the, uh, the original was pretty solid but it definitely had its basic issues so uh it's uh so it's kind of nice to get to go all out with the final arc and uh uh, and obviously, they don't have to worry about being kind up of put the market because, you know, it's... it's like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, it's been done for a while, if I understand correctly. So, yeah, I've had plenty of time to get the best uh, staff writers, the best scripters, the best storyboarders, everything to make this the adventure that the the Bleach community has been begging for for a really long time. So, well, I, I guess there's no playing off any longer, so... Uh... So, actually, we're going to talk about the Bleach movie that came out uh, on Netflix a little bit long ago. Psych! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry, people. I know you thought we were going to cover something that you've been asking for for a while. But no, we are actually decided we're sick of covering the animated content around here. Oh, there's this is dub talk. We have gotten so much animated material under our belt and very little live-action dubbing. I think it's time we dip our toes into that market. Don't you, Jet? uh you know what sure why not i mean we don't have to we can say once we do this now we don't ever have to do it ever again uh you, know you and i both know that's not true <laughs> there, there are many more things to cover but yeah specifically uh we decided that uh there was a live action japanese version of the first arc of the bleach uh manga that came out in 2018 and was dubbed uh unlike a lot of japanese live action media it was actually brought over by netflix and dubbed into english with a, a california cast so that's kind of interesting so i figured we figured let's give that a shot jumping into this i will just say off the bat that i have none absolutely no experience with the bleach phenomenon uh, it kind of was one of those big franchises that I did not jump into when it was big, so this was a new adventure for me. And uh, oh boy, we got reactions from watching just this standalone movie. Uh, but Jet, you uh, you do know more about this than uh, than I do, right? Yep,
1: yep. I, I I know a little bit about Bleach. You, you know, I've uh, just, just a little bit. I've I've never expressed any I've never just exp- a I've, I never expressed any strong opinions at all about Bleach. Just Never never said anything bad about my dialysis. No strong opinions whatsoever. No, 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 my nose isn't growing right now.
0: No, no, no. That, that, that Twitter feed that you've got, that's like 50% bleach? No, no, that doesn't exist. No, what are you talking about, people?
1: Okay, it's not 50% bleach, but I definitely said things.
0: <laughs> I'm cherry picking, obviously. But yeah, you can see the, the evidence of that. So maybe we can talk about that a little bit. Uh, but just jumping into it, I guess... Maybe there are people who actually don't know what Bleach is about. Uh, Maybe we should just explain the premise of the story for them a little bit. So, in modern day, there is a 15-year-old boy named Ichigo Kurosaki who can see spirits. Uh, Ever since the death of his mom when he was younger, he seems to be able to see spirits, which is all well and good, until it gets him caught up into a bit of a misadventure from a soul reaper who uh, is on the hunt for this giant, monstrous creature called a hollow, which uh, basically is going to kill him if he doesn't do something about it. And so, in order for both of them to survive, the Soul Reaper has to give her powers to Ichigo in order to beat it, and thus begins his transformation from being just a bad boy 15-year-old high school student into an actual, like, demon slayer. Uh, with a giant sword and a panache for kicking names and taking ass. And in all, almost all of this, they're also caught up in uh, a society of soul catchers who can also see spirits and have to fight them off. And through all of this, well, this movie covers what uh, turned out to be a very fruitful franchise overall.
1: Uh, yeah, it's 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 still going somehow.
0: <laughs> sure. But focusing on just this... uh. It's not unusual for Japan to make live-action adaptations of popular anime. Um, We've gotten ones based on a couple of different franchises in the past. (laughs) It's just kind of interesting that uh, this is the one that seemed to have gotten the most attention over here in America when it comes to getting a Netflix dub, and I think Netflix was actually a producer on this as well, so that's why we were able to see it so readily, and you can go watch it right now on Netflix.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Netflix, uh, Netflix has had a hand in like, a few of these here and there. So, uh, I get. And Bleach is a pretty recognizable name, so I guess they figured this one was safe enough to work with.
0: I suppose. It just seemed a little odd that they decided to adapt a story that I feel like was 10 years past its prime when they made it into a live action movie. So,
1: uh, 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 but then I again. Mean, okay, I mean, uh, we're getting a live action Yu Yu Hakusho in like a year, or so. uh...
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean i we're also living through the age of disney live action adaptations of movies that came out 50 plus years ago so maybe i shouldn't be throwing rocks
1: uh, sebastian looks so weird <laughs>
0: don't even remind me that's a, maybe that's a discussion for another april fool's day but getting back on the topic of why we're even covering it for this podcast, uh, yeah, rather than just release it on Netflix with the original Japanese audio and subtitles only, which is a perfectly fine way to watch it, um, they apparently wanted to go for a wider audience and decided to dub the movie. So we're going to talk about all of the actors who dubbed over all of the movie. And we're not going to spend a lot of time talking about like lip flap problems or it's like that's not convincing at all because that... It's not going to be as convincing as anime lip-flap dubbing when you do live-action dubbing. That's just, that's a worn trope. We're not going to spend a lot of time focusing on that, folks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we are going to talk about those. We're going to talk about the ADR director and the scriptwriter, and the cast that followed. So, as far as ADR direction staff overall, this was dubbed over in Studiopolis. And you know what that means? Possibly, actually. I'm not sure if everyone knows what that means, but it does mean that our director is going to be one, Jamie Simone, and our scriptwriter is going to be the legendary Ardwyn Chamber- Chamberlain. I say legendary because both of these people have been around for quite a while. Uh, I think that Jamie's experience has been uh, a little wilder in terms of, like he's got a wide range of things that he's directed. Like Just to name off some, he directed the Afro Samurai anime. He directed the Stitch anime, uh, both the, like, multiple seasons of it as well, like those dubs that only came out in the Southeast Asian market. And, interestingly enough, he's also directed the English version of When Marnie Was There, the as of now latest Studio Ghibli film and Ardwhite Chamberlain has been around the block quite a bit because he's been writing and directing for anime for a very long time. To give you an idea about how long he's been in the game, he was one of the script writers on the original Digimon Adventure TV show, and he came back for the Tri movies. He was a writer for Zatch Bell, and the thing that I just want to shake his hand for, we have him partially to blame for the Samurai Pizza Cats dub.
1: Wow, that is... He's been around for
0: a long, long time (laughs) Yes, he has, and I'm glad we get to hear more from him on this one. Um, I I do want to say though that although I listed uh, writing credits that are very gag heavy, uh, Samurai Pizza Cats being a key example, there were not a lot of gags in this. I feel he was very faithful to the spirit and the necessary dialogue in this one so he reigned his gag potential back for this
1: so, oh yeah oh yeah i enjoy i enjoy a lot of his work i think he's a really best scriptwriter scriptwriter. he has a really good handle on so i think he i think his stuff always has a really good handle on like you know where to be so where to be a little fast and loose with material and like where to like be faithful and it's just a good balance
0: now does that do you feel uh Become a problem though when you have serious content. Like, does that fast and looseness become a detriment? In, like, we've got material here that involves dead parents, uh, people under attack, people like potentially losing their lives. Do you feel like the writing loses something when he has to cover heavy material?
1: Oh, uh, uh, so, uh, no, no, he knows when
0: to be faithful whenever uh, the heavier material comes up.
1: Uh, but uh, mostly what I'm talking about being fast and loose is mostly like. Everyone, every now and then you get, like, you know, maybe a Saki one-liner.
0: Whenever there's oh, like something
1: comedic going on.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if this was in the original, or if this was an own idea, but uh, one character uh, says, uh, it's time to uh, Ichigo. Like, like he makes a pun out of Ichigo's la- uh, first name.
1: <laughs> uh, 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 I uh, I mean, I did have these subtitle script on, so I don't Actually, actually, no. I can, actually, no. I'm pretty sure that's something that Dub just did.
0: I don't know. I, I appreciate it though because they reserved that for the character that needed it, for the the gag, the the funny best friend character, rather than the the serious military character. As far as the uh, directing goes, um, did you have any uh, praises or qualms either way?
1: So, uh, so direction, I thought was, yeah, I, I thought I thought it was pretty solid. Damien I mean, Simone is a good director, and I, shines through here admittedly you know this being a live matching of it all but uh, 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 obviously there's always, obviously there's always going to be a little bit of uh, dissonance there and that's kind of the reason i usually don't go out of my page and like watch live matching up so but i thought this one sounded mm-hmm. I said, uh, but i thought this one sounded pretty solid if you wanted to if you wanted, to, if, you wanted to, if you wanted or like needed to listen to the movie in english this is definitely a acceptable way to watch it uh if i had yeah yeah, uh, if I had one, uh, if I had one particular column which we'll kind of get to in a bit, it's uh, mostly in regards to the casting to which I' uh, which I have no idea if this is uh, anything to do with uh, Jamie in particular or if it's just I don't know some weird thing Netflix did. but uh, despite the fact that this is at Suniopolis, which uh, which is easy to do that normally does a bleach anime among like many other things. Uh, this dub features a lot of recasts for some reason or another. Uh,
0: yeah. That, I, uh, now that this, this feels like in the grand tradition, though, of Netflix recasting pre-established casts. Like uh, infamously, they did that for the Neon Genesis Evangelion redub as well.
1: Uh, as, okay, as, okay, but like in that case, there was like you know an understandable reason.
0: Obviously, it was being done.
1: It's like, uh, it was being done in a, in a particular, in a entirely different region. And it was also, you know, being done at the behest of Kara, so. And so, um, so, um, so that makes sense. And, uh, mostly, and uh, Netflix, and while Netflix's track record has not been, like, particularly great, uh, music, I mean, they've gotten, uh, they've gotten better about guys consistently, like, um, in the last few years or so, and, uh, like, so, and there's definitely examples of them, like, doing that, like, so, uh, I, I I mean, they didn't get everyone back for, like, the linebacker Fullmetal Alchemist movies, but they got, like, a few of the principal actors, at least. I'm um, pretty sure at least more than were in this movie, so... Yeah, it's a little weird. and it's part- It is. it is, And again, it's particularly strange because if, okay, if, it was, if it was done in, like, a different studio or something, I could maybe, like, hand-wave it that way, but it's literally being done at the same studio that normally does the anime, so it doesn't make sense to me, and... Well, I would also normally assume, okay, maybe it's a union thing. Like, bleach wasn't a union dub, so uh, yeah, they could have gotten those mm-hmm. actors back.
0: I, yeah, I mean, we could speculate on that all day. I did, as a newbie to this franchise, I personally didn't notice anything that stood out to me as like, well, this uh, actor is not good in this role. There were some. Differences in ages that did bug me a bit, where the character sounded much younger than the live action actor seemed to call for. And I, again, I had originally assumed that that was because they were trying to keep the spirit of the original dub cast, where maybe the character didn't quite look as old as when you have an actual elderly actor on the screen. But in this case, it didn't seem to. Uh, it took me out of the experience a little bit more. And again, that's not really with Jamie's direction, because. Uh, they still had the, the, uh, the emotions that were needed for characters, but it definitely doesn't work as well if you're trying to have verisimilitude for actors that don't sound like the age of the character that you're looking at on screen. Yeah, that's something a problem. Yeah. <laughs> no. but, uh, yeah, I can't really say that direction-wise that this was a misfire. Um, I feel like... This is a kind of a goofy movie. Um, it' not a goofy movie. That's a completely different artifact from the '90s. <laughs> I'm talking about like there's actual uh, cartoonish uh, action going on. There's like a training montage where someone's getting beaten the head, uh, and there's uh, kind of there's goofy characters off to the side, and then you contrast that with a lot of more serious stuff about breaking the code and hunting for a dead spirit or avenging a dead relative or a dad who's grieving the loss of his wife a lot of that stuff is smashed up with the more goofy material so they didn't re- so they didn't fail to capture either sides of those they had an equal blend of both serious and comedic that matched the scene when it needed it even with the exact same actors
1: um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I would say at least aesthetically, it kind of got the two things that are sort of essential to Bleach, uh, looking as a, uh, looking as cool as it possibly can, uh, having, a bit of a sense of style, and having, say, and having really bagging music, which I can safely say this had.
0: I'm sorry. Really, what music?
1: Uh, like just uh, real uh, really bagging music. That's another really big thing with Bleach.
0: Inter. I did not know that. Clearly, uh, I need to. As oh
1: as, as, uh, yeah, the composer for the show is uh, also the person who did the music for Evangelion. So uh,
0: yeah. Ah, gotcha. Well, right, well, that's a, that is a sign of quality, actually. So with that being said, I guess we should talk about who the actors were on this one. And again, feel free to point out when they're being recast in the original anime. I'm not going to be able to tell if they were different or not, but I will tell you when I didn't think that the age seemed to match the actor less so than uh, if they were animated. So very briefly we will touch on the family members of Ichiko that we meet throughout scattered throughout the movie. We have his dad Ishin; we have his mom Masaki, and we have his twin sisters Karen and Uzu. Ishin is voiced by Keith Silverstein, Masaki is voiced by Ellen Stern, and both Karen and Yuzu are voiced by Janice Kawaii. Now, Keith Silverstein, you probably know uh, if you've been watching Beastars on Netflix, uh, he's the panda Gohan. Uh, if you're a big fan of Hunter Hunter, like I know some people on this podcast are, <coughs> GG! <coughs> Sorry about that. Uh, you probably know him as Hisoka in Hunter Hunter. But of course, everyone listening to this probably best knows him as Ziggy the Rapping Zebrasaurus from Sesame Street. Ah, eh? ah. Eh? Uh-huh. No way? Really? Uh, uh-huh. Am I the only one? Oh, that's right. I'm the only one with children, so I'm, I'm watching Sesame Street still. Oh, anyway, <laughs> you should check it out. He's awesome in Sesame Street. Uh,
1: I, can, uh, I can believe
0: it. <laughs> I mean, he's awesome in everything. I mean, you just heard the other roles I listed. Masaki is voiced by Ellen Stern. Um, she's been around uh, for a while. Uh, not as many roles, uh, but probably ones that you've heard of would be like uh, Miyuki in No mean martha in mobile suit gundam unicorn or if you're an old school mech fan not really an old school mech fan but like a an early 2000s uh, sci-fi fan uh you know her as rosalind in armitage the third the one i'm most excited to talk about is janice Kawhi, because i know her less for anime work and more for her cartoon work uh if you were a cartoon network fan in the mid 2000s you definitely heard her as Ami in Puffy Ami Yumi. Uh, You heard her as the twins Kim and Cam in Class of 3000, another set of twins. And if you're a Nickelodeon fan from the exact same time period, she was the title character of Jenny in My Life as a Teenage Robot.
1: Ah, Yeah, that's what I always immediately recognize.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I asked Jet, I said, you're never going to guess what roles I wrote down for Janice, like what the lead one was, and of course you would... Think of that one because that's how I think that's what most people know her from.
1: Uh yeah. Uh, yeah. uh also just briefly in terms of like uh who was Pooh originally, uh as 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 Janus was like Janus was also used in the anime, but I believe uh, Karen was uh, Kate Higgins if memory serves. Uh, okay. I don't know if uh Ichigo's mom had a specific actor because uh, obviously uh He's gone pretty early on in the anime and doesn't yeah. probably get into like the most recent batch of episodes. So I don't know if <laughs> uh, they cast someone new there. So, uh, yeah. But uh, I, mm-hmm. uh, okay, uh, I do know Ishii is normally uh, Patrick's sides
0: Oh, okay. I mean, I can, hear, I can hear his voice coming out of that uh, um, live action actor, definitely. But both uh, Patrick and Keith definitely have like the the um sterner dad voice where it's not super low but it's uh how do i describe it like uh the tough guy that you want to go drinking with
1: it, uh, it, uh, yeah um uh, is always kind of uh, meant to be like very uh theatrical over the top and i thought keith uh got that across pretty well uh, definitely I definitely very like big, goofy dad energy
0: I mean it it still struck me as a little bit like he sounds a little younger than the the actor on screen like he's supposed to be old enough to have a 15-year-old son but it didn't he's not in the movie enough for that to be too much of a distraction and he sounds distinct enough from the other older characters we're going to see so I think I gave that more of a free pass
1: Yeah yeah I thought he sounded like old enough to be passable
0: but uh yeah Mhm yeah I mean it, he's also the it, he gets uh, the, the pass of being the only dad who's allowed to hit their son.
1: I <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, that he's like a pretty a big character work of his,
0: so, uh, yeah. <laughs> is that like a running gag throughout the series? Oh, uh, uh,
1: yeah, definitely possibilities a few times. <laughs> uh,
0: right, well, um, and also, uh, So Ellen's performance is um, like, you know, we need a nice mom role to fill this because it's supposed to be a character who death was enough to uh, kind of steer Ichigo in this direction of bad boyhood. Uh, And I think Ellen portrays that very well with like a soft, nice maternal voice that also gets perverted a little bit near the very end when the monster that they're fighting ...takes on her form just to trick with, to ...just to match with Ichigo. Uh, uh,
1: yeah, uh, that's a very interesting discussion to have about that specific monster, but... ...you know what, I'm gonna save that for Ichigo.
0: Okay, fair enough, fair enough. But, yeah, that... And that was one where, um... ...I had very little trouble, um... Uh, ...believing that the voice was coming from the character. So, yeah, good job to Ellen for that. And then Janice was just, like, the most... ...cartoonish-sounding of all of them. And I mean that in the nicest way... Because I don't know how much involvement uh, the Kurosaki twins have in, like, the plot of the original anime. But in this one, uh, I feel like they're just kind of there to uh, give the sense that Ichigo still has, like, a normal family and is not completely isolated from the rest of the world.
1: Um, yeah, that's basically yeah, that's basically the purpose of the
0: anime about the 2. Gotcha. Um, what, was it distracting to you that both the characters were uh, given the same voice actress in this?
1: Honestly, I didn't even notice until you, until you showed me the castaway, so I guess that made Janice did a good job.
0: I, I'm used to uh, Doves casting uh, twin characters as the same actor. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, um, uh, yeah I mean,
1: there was actually a completely different character who I thought was voiced by the same person and it turned out to work, so... Uh, <laughs> well,
0: the movie doesn't really give them, like, a whole lot of distinct personality to separate them. I, I know one of them is uh, captured by The Hollow at the Beginning... And is almost murderized, but personality-wise, I didn't feel like the two of them had too much of a difference. So, uh,
1: uh, yeah, their personalities are like slightly more distinct in the anime. I think like Karen's kind of supposed to be like the snarky one, is like the nice one, but uh, obviously okay. they don't have a like, whole lot to do here. So they're pinch just the
0: yeah, and obviously, like, adaptation-wise, the fans watching this are expecting. Well, you can't combine the two characters, but if it was me, like if it was me personally, like writing this out, I'd be like, we don't really need them to be twin characters. We can just put them into one character in this movie. Right? Uh, so, um, oh yeah, honestly,
1: if I was like, this movie, do a lot of rewrites. I don't, I, we'll get to
0: that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we can't do too many rewrites because otherwise, we would get the live-action Death Note movie, and nobody wants that.
1: Uh I like that movie. It wasn't like good good, but like it was uh, it was entertaining and it had like some decent commentary. <laughs> I mean
0: it, it did, I I don't know, I that is a a discussion for an entirely different podcast. As, as,
1: um, as, I, as, I, mean, as, I mean I'm just saying it did at least like correctly note that uh cops would not be bothered by Kira over here, so uh Oh <laughs>
0: Social commentary, oh! And 100% accurate. With that being said, I feel that we can um, uh, mosey on from the family dynamic over to the uh, classmates' dynamic. We're going to briefly touch on the two classmate characters who seem to take up most of the classroom scenes when they're featured. And that is uh, Irhime... Who is a girl in Ichigo's class who has a crush on him, but she's very good at hiding it. And uh, Yasutaru, who is uh, kind of a goofy classmate character.
1: Oh, actually, I'm probably going to have to correct you there. The the actor we're about to mention did play the goofy one, but uh, that's an entirely different character.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Well, all right then. I mean, I didn't get them wrong on the cast list, right? Like, these are the characters... No,
1: no, 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 no you got the right name.
0: Okay. <laughs> I mean... I, I, I don't,
1: I don't worry, I can absolutely get how that would be difficult.
0: Gotcha. All right. So, uh, to re- yeah, so again, to have a semblance of, well, we've got to have high school characters in a show about a high school student. Who voices these characters? Orohime is voiced by Stephanie Shea. And Yasutaru is voiced by Keiji Tang. Now, I don't need to list any roles for Stephanie Shay. In fact, I didn't even look them up. I asked Jet to look them up for me. Jet, would you like to tell me what people might know Stephanie Shay from?
1: Uh, let's see. Hinata in Naruto, uh, Cream in Tiger Ruddy, and of course he and only Sailor Moon in Sailor Moon.
0: There you go. See, a well-known character actor. And on that same note, I also didn't even look up roles for K.G. Tang because we've been covering him for a long, long time. And I think the roles that you're about to list, Jet, are ones that people who are listening to this have probably heard of in before.
1: Oh uh, yeah, uh Osamu Dazai in Boon Go Stray Dogs, uh, in Yakuza Walking Dragon, and and, of course, to do with the d
0: Which, as I told Jet earlier, those sound like great uh, series and video games, none of which I've actually seen yet, despite the fact that I have Boon Stray Dogs on my shelf. I really need to sit down and watch that.
1: Yeah, you probably should.
0: Um, At these characters, where, uh, like, it's interesting hearing Stephanie Shea's um, very. Uh, it's not quite a Moe girl voice. Uh, it's not quite that high pitched, but it's definitely the most uh, demure of the cr- of the whole group. And it's, it's interesting because I, I know Stephanie Shea can do a wide range of voices, so I, I guess I sometimes forget that she can be this, um, soft and delicate sounding, too. But it's nice, it's refreshing to hear that. Uh,
1: yeah, uh, Stephanie J is also over here in the anime, and, uh, yeah, she's basically just doing the same performance.
0: Yeah, so does she have a, a role in the anime that's, uh, I suppose anything other than and c- girl crushing on main character? Uh,
1: that's got, uh, that's her main thing. Uh, she does get powers and stuff later on, but, uh, as as I, as I, as I uh, look, if I, if I, if I, if I sat here and talked about everything, I mean, I could be here in a while, but, uh, I'm sorry. I, I, so- I have, I have opinions.
0: My, my only reason for asking is because in this movie, um, Orihime's uh, role doesn't really contribute much to the overall plot. Um, it's kind of, it's a B plot. It, it's almost a C plot even. And so I just kind of questioned like, she does have more of a purpose later on in the story, but she's mostly here because fans of the story expect her to be. Yeah. So, right? uh,
1: okay, okay you, know, okay. you know what, I was going to say the joke for later, but I might as well get it out of the way. Uh, Orihime uh, and Chad have very little to do in this movie, but honestly that's a stupid word lead tradition at this point. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I, I guess it's fair to say then that, um, uh, he, although uh, KG does not get to do uh, as much as he does in other performances, we, the fans expected him to be here, so we had we had to have Chad in the movie for completionist sake, right?
1: Uh yeah, as a, um, yeah. Again, uh, here or he may do basically nothing, but again, that is uh, basically bleep finishing because those two never get to do anything.
0: But as far as like the overall acting, both of these actors uh, again, I feel like. They, they round out the casting, and I, I it would have been really easy, I feel, to, not to be mean, but it would have been easy to half-ass it with the uh, fact that the characters don't get to do too much in the overall plot, and I'm glad they didn't. I'm glad that they actually, they stuck to their guns and they actually portrayed their characters in the way that they were written, despite being mostly inconsequential to the overall plot of the, the soul society arc that we're actually taking part in.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I feel yeah, I feel like if they really, really felt like they needed Orihime in here, they could have, I don't know, maybe did a little more with the love triangle thing, I guess, but uh, yeah.
0: I mean, I honestly kind of like, I, we'll get into this with the main three, obviously, but I kind of like the idea of a lead male and a lead female character being uh, connected, not for romantic reasons, but developing a friendship Tied to like a strong conviction Oh
1: wow, you you already got it. You already got the exact appeal of Izuku and Ruki. I, I I'm impressed. Uh, definitely don't, go, don't definitely don't go saying that on the internet because uh, people have opinions about those two. But uh, you're you're correct.
0: Well, I mean, you're talking to someone who who really liked. Um, I don't know if you saw this, but um, Sony Animation put out a movie a couple years ago called Wish Dragon that had a lead character who basically gets three wishes, and his wish is to uh re-strike up a friendship with an old friend he had not because he loves her but because he misses their friendship and i really like those stories i like stories that are about characters developing friendships not necessarily needing to go all romantic because that's overrepresented yeah yeah so i got way off trap there there are no dragons in this uh at all although i'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure, sure what, what creature you would call that hollow that comes up it's kind of like a dragon uh, but uh, it, it is... it's something. Well, in order to fight off the the giant hollow that, um... Uh, what was it called again? It was called, like, the, um... Ah, uh, the Grand Fisher. The, the Grand Fisher, thank you. Yeah, that Grand Fisher is causing a whole lot of problems around town, and so it's caught the attention of a couple of the people we will talk about here. And those individuals are either current members of the Soul Society or excommunicated members of the Soul Society. We're gonna talk about the three oldest members of the cast here. We're gonna talk about Rangy, about Ar- Abari. We're gonna talk about <laughs> uh, 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 uh Gabe, uh,
1: man, I,
0: I, I, uh, uh. I suck at saying Japanese names. I a uh,
1: so, uh, so, uh, so, uh, uh, Gabe, don't worry. As a person who has uh, seen more bleeds than I probably should have, I will, uh, and I will uh, like get uh, Renji right. Rai, uh, Kutsuki, and Keisuke Irohara.
0: Thank you. I, legitimately, thank you so much. Oh. Yes, we're gonna talk about these three, because, uh, they really are the conflict kind of driving this whole thing. And give us a lot to talk about, as far as the way that they handled their English performances in the movie. So, uh, Renji is voiced by Richard Hayworth. How do you pronounce the one who is the older brother character?
1: Ah, uh, Byakia.
0: Byakia? Yeah. Okay. All right, thank you. Uh, Byakia uh, is uh, Rukio's older brother character. He is voiced by Greg Chun. And Kisuke is. I don't know what he is exactly. He's like. He used to be part of the Soul Society, now he's not. Uh,
1: he works uh... a shop. Uh, yeah, they really kind of shoehorn him in, but his whole thing is that, like, yeah, he's uh excommunicated from the Soul Society. He has, like, a whole weird long backstory with that. Uh, but basically, mm-hmm. he's in the human world. He runs, like, a little... As, uh, he runs, like, a little shop that sells, like, items that he go like, will people use for, like, his whole substitute Soul weaver thing. Uh, he also mm-hmm. has a couple... Uh, he also has a couple of kids who usually, like, have a run shop and I guess got of doubt that obviously we
0: because it over to the plan to put them in, but, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm glad they did write him in because like, it was nice to have, like, I guess, another ally character. Whereas, uh, Renji and Beikyo were, like, uh, not. Like, they were like, yeah, we're gonna let Ichigo die. Isn't that gonna be fun? So it was kind of nice that we had, uh, Kisuke to not be that way. Uh, who, by the way, is voiced by Doug Erholt. Now, those three that I mentioned, you may know if you've been uh, paying attention to the anime game for a while, especially Richard Hayworth. He's probably the most famous of like the old school anime voice actors who we've talked about on this list because uh, you've heard him in things like Legato Blue Summers in the original dub of Trigun, the original one from the 90s. Uh, You may have heard him as Hayato in the Gundam movie trilogy, and just to throw in something fun and goopy that he's also been in, he played King Nosehair in the Bo 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 anime.
1: Ahh
0: classic. As it was. Uh But is uh voice like I said, right great tune. Uh, He's been doing a lot more recent stuff, actually. Um, If you saw the redub of Neon Genesis Evangelion on Netflix, he played uh, Kaji in that anime. Uh, If you watched March Comes In Like a Lion, he played Ray's dad. And if you watched Bungo Stray Dogs, you would know him as Ryoru in that series. And then Doug Erholtz, who's been around the block for, I feel, quite a while in the fact that uh, if you look at his cast list, he's been doing stuff since like the 90s basically. Uh, you may have heard him in Digimon as like a handful of characters, but probably best known as the teenage version of TK in Digimon 02. You may have also heard him in, um, what, what did I have written down here? I had a couple things written down. Oh, um, he's, um, uh, Jean in the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure anime. And if you're a big fan of the Fates Day Night franchise, you may have heard him as Shinji Matou. It's like been around for quite a while.
1: Uh, this, uh, yeah, and uh, I guess uh, another big one, if you are a Lupin person, he is the current mainstay voice of Inspector Zenigata.
0: That is true. I, why didn't I write that one down? I'm sorry about that. And this is where I feel me and Jed are going to get the most divisive as far as like critical, because again... This is kind of a goofy movie with a serious undertone because of the subject matter. So we're willing to accept a lot of um, voice work that uh, may sound a little off because it's not being recorded on set. But as long as the performances are fitting to the scene, that's all well and good. In this, though, we get some characters who look older and don't quite sound the same. And that's the key thing I'm going to say for Doug Erholtz. That is the one where I can tell this is a character who is on the older side, and not just age old, but it's like seasoned. Like he's been through some stuff. And Doug's voice is is just a little too young sounding.
1: Okay, uh Okay, uh throw Dougie Boat here. He, uh he is reprising the he is actually reprising the role for the anime. So specifically he what? is the specifically he is the second actor. The first actor was the Blake Michael Winsley, maybe he press bass. But, uh, uh, but, uh, but, yeah, but, uh, but yeah, but, uh, Dar- but, yeah, doger Holtz is, uh, pretty familiar with the character, so I guess he's just kind of doing the same thing. He did, he did in the anime, even if it is a little, uh, jarring here, since he, since this person to be arm is, like, clearly a lot older.
0: Yeah, so, in the anime, did he, like, have, a, like, was he just designed to look a little younger? Yes,
1: yeah, so, uh, not, like, that much younger. He's, a uh, uh, that much
0: younger, but he is kind of, like, little...
1: Uh, like, like he's a little scruffy-looking, but
0: he looks, like, maybe, like, in his 20s, like, physically. Hmm. So they, they absolutely went with an older-looking actor here, which I honestly would have preferred to to hear that because, again, contrasted with the, the high school characters, it would have been kind of nice to get, like, some uh gruffer or more world-weary voices in there. And we definitely got that with the casting, with the Japanese casting We just weren't quite getting it with the
1: voice acting. And I... Yeah, I can see what you mean there. Again, I'm like... Again, I'm like used to this part. Again, I'm like used to how he sounds in the anime, so it didn't like actively bother me. But um, Mm -hmm. I can can see what you mean. Uh, The other two, I have a slightly more... uh, I have slightly more opinions about, partially because these two are precast... Yaki in the anime was a uh, Dan Warren and Reggie was a uh, Wally Winger normally.
0: Okay, yeah. so was the so did the um, the the new voices sound was, okay unfit I, for the characters? As know.
1: as Edo Edo Graytune Great Tune sounded a lot like what sounded pretty similar to Dan Warren's performances. Theaki Edo um, and, uh, and Graytune is a great actor, so like I have no. So, so, I, so I know he can do a pretty good job with basically anything, and I thought he did a pretty... I, I thought he did a pretty good job of what he needed to do here. He always sounds uh, kind of menacing, and... and so, uh, be, menacing, send off, and said like, basically just a jerk, which is uh, definitely Bianca in the early parts of the story and basically the entire story. So, uh, yeah, uh, great. Good job there. Uh, Richard as Reggie, uh, that one was a little... After uh, me, again, partially because I'm like a little more used to uh, Wally's performance, which is a little more, uh, inter- which is a little more uh, energetic uh, compared to this. Which, again, which, it felt like uh, Richard was trying to, I don't, know, I guess, sound a little more, uh, I guess, scruffier, if if that's the right turn of phrase. But you're
0: quite there was. T- uh, there was definitely an attempt uh, I felt with these two to have them sound uh, likable to the audience, as if to say that yes, they might be antagonistic to our lead characters, but uh, so, we the, do not want you to un- to not like them because they are supposed to be, uh, I suppose, like have good reasons for what they're uh, doing. Oh uh, uh,
1: uh, 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 no! Uh, actually, I kind of felt the I kind of felt the opposite. Uh, like, Bianchia came off of as completely unlikable, which, to be fair, at this point in the story, he's kind of meant to be. And Reggie mm-hmm. also kind of felt similarly, which is a little weird because, uh, I think like Reggie's also kind of meant to be a jerk in this particular part of the story, but he's, like, yeah. meant to be at least a little more sympathetic because he has history with Farukia, which is uh, definitely important later on for... Uh, of course. Uh, for reasons that... actually, do you care if I spoil anything for you?
0: No, no, of course not.
1: Uh, so, um, uh, so, uh, which, uh, reasons that are important because, uh, me and Riki actually get together at the end of loot, so, uh, yeah, that, okay. that dynamic What is a shock!
0: <laughs> I am so surprised! <laughs> uh, you just M. Night Shyamalan my ass!
1: <laughs> so, 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 uh, so, yeah, I was kind of a little shocked they didn't play him, like, a little more sympathetically, but, uh. But this movie is currently trying to be at least a little more settled, so I guess it's passable. But uh, anyway, I thought Richard was, like, fine, but I don't uh, don't, know, just, uh, just, like, something about the performance felt a little, like, it felt like it could have been a little bit more natural than he was most of the time.
0: You mean that he did not sound as unhinged as, uh, like, the live-action acting seemed to require
1: a, uh, a, yeah, a, yeah, it, yeah it felt a little more yeah it felt a little more like force than what was like clearly being presented on screen I would say. I
0: don't know I, I kind of felt like uh, we we need we needed um a a more crazed performance uh in this group especially with Rangy would have been the one to be that because he he honestly felt like the one of the whole cast who was like untamed the most whereas uh. Yakio was driven by a desire to stick to the code and just defeat the monster because that's what they're supposed to do. Uh, Renji just seemed to be a, a berserker character, so I, I could have gone for Richard giving him a more crazed performance, but that's just not Richard's normal thing. Like everything that I've heard him in, he's the he is the badass, but he's more composed. He's more put together. And he brings that to renji in this as well
1: uh, so, uh, yeah also i wanted to ask since you have no opinion on what Ble- did you have no familiar with bleach uh what did you think of Renji's just like random magic sword that just
0: like suddenly appears uh i mean i kind of bought that as well this is probably reference to something that's in the source material and I kind of come to expect that with the breakneck pace of the movie. So by the time the sword came out, it's like, I'm, I, am i have already bought in enough for this, so it's not throwing me off so much.
1: Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, 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 okay. So, okay, that tells me how much to know about Bleach. Because uh, the thing about Bleach that you really, uh, that you should, that you should know is that Bleach is just like it's entirely magic swords. Like, uh, like well, kind of. Uh, uh, like, uh, like pretty much all the Soul Reapers and a lot of other characters. They all have their own individual magic swords and all do like different, weird, specific things. Uh, Even if it's a good sword, eventually gets like specific things that we
0: don't get to see in this movie for some reason. Well, I kind of like that uh, another character we're gonna talk about in a minute. uh, His thing wasn't a sword. It was like a magic bow and arrow. And I was kind of expecting that is this going to be like Soul Eater where everyone's got a unique weapon? Or are we going to get a scythe or uh, magic? I mean,
1: I mean, I mean, we do get swords that turn into like other weapons, so like there is that. But <laughs> uh, like, uh, like we get uh, like we do get swords that turn into bow and arrows. Like one character has a sword, it like turns into a rocket launcher. And it, it, it can get kind of. Like <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I did I did really like the the, the final boss battle where. Uh, you got Ichigo going in with this giant sword and he's like, I'm gonna cut you. And he's like completely stopped on a dime by like tiny little dagger that just like completely throws him off his game. Uh.
1: Oh yeah, bad. But that,
0: that doesn't... Uh, yeah. yeah, as far as acting goes, like there there is definitely I feel like uh, a professionalness and uh, put togetherness to Richard's performance that I guess wasn't quite what I was expecting. And Doug's acting... Like I should emphasize that Doug's acting was, uh, good. Like, it portrayed the, the empathy we needed when, uh, Rikyo's, uh, like, you know, kind of trying to adapt to having lost her powers, but it's just that we, we could've used like, uh, like, a, a um, what's it? A William Knight or like, you know, just like an older voiced character for this. And I, I'm sorry, Doug, I, I know you're a ghoul cool guy and I know that you voiced this character in the anime. That's just the thing that, if I'm adapting this for Netflix, the multi-trillion dollar company, I'm going to, you know, try to have voices that match the live action actors on the screen.
1: Uh, yeah, nah. That was my important.
0: Yeah, but anyways, that uh, aside from that though, we got what we got, and recasting was recast, and we don't know why. Uh
1: we don't know why, and we're also not quite done right with that yet.
0: <laughs> But, uh, luckily, for our final group, we don't get to talk about too much recasting, I don't think. And yeah, that yeah, is because
1: uh, yeah, it's just one.
0: Just the one. So, we get to talk about our final three now, the ones who are... Are they on the poster? Well, yeah, there's a lot of people on the poster. But more specifically, the ones who you all came here to see. We're going to talk about our lead characters, Ichigo Kurosagi, who is the good-looking bad boy... With, I assume, bleached
1: hair, which is why the show is called Bleach. Unless as, as, um, so, no, so, no, no, he has, uh, he has orange hair specifically, and which is kind of like supposed to be a big thing because, like, because like, part of the reason he's like always acting is that everyone kind of makes fun of him for having orange hair.
0: But is that why the show is called Bleach?
1: No, so, uh, no, I don't, I actually don't remember why though. I actually don't remember why it's called Bleach. I think it was like some... There's no reason? Are you kidding me? Uh, so, uh, I, I, I think it had something to do with the whole, like, spirits theme, but... Am like, I losing I, my but, mind? Uh, so, but, I, uh, but I don't remember. Like, it, I mean, like, it's Kubo, so, like, it very well could have been... Did the manga just go, like,
0: like, randomly look around his apartment and see a... Like, it was down between, okay, we're either going to call this Windex or Bleach. Which one can I go with? Uh, 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 okay, see
1: okay, uh, okay, so you're joking, but actually I actually could believe Kubo would do that.
0: at least other shonen things like it makes sense the titles but that's not the point the point is that ichigo is here and he's got a giant ass sword uh and that giant ass sword was given to him by rikio kuchiki who was the original soul reaper i I keep wanting to say soul leader but that's an entirely different anime um and she becomes kind of the the reluctant trainer to him throughout the series and it sounds like they have a lot more adventures in the source material that we will not get to talk about today But we have to have a third member of this group who, surprisingly, like, we didn't know what he was going to be until it turns out he's got superpowers as well. We've got Uryu Ishida, who is also a spirit seer and becomes an assistant in the final fight to Ichigo as well. So these characters are voiced by, for Ichigo, we have the one and only Johnny Young Bosch. For Rikyo, we have Cassandra Morris. And for Uryu, we have Derek Stephen Prince. Now, Jet, you've been around for a while. Have you ever heard Derek Steven Prince in anything before?
1: Oh, let me see. I don't think... Wait, how much Digimon stuff has he been in?
0: Oh, I don't know. Like, the entire franchise since 1999.
1: Uh, I think there's, like, maybe one thing... I think there's, like, maybe literally, like, one Digimon injury he was on in, but he's in, like, basically all of them,
0: (laughs) Yeah, I don't think he was in Cross Wars actually. No, not cast list.
1: That's, no, 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 no. He was in that one.
0: Uh, oh, okay. I must have missed That one then. I but yeah, f- he's. Been...
1: Yeah, I think it was. A, I think he's like literally <laughs> only the tribe movies. He was not in, but he was in. He was in everything else.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's got a lot of Digimon uh, voice work. He's got a lot of Power Rangers voice work. Um, I I mostly know him. Well, I don't mostly know him, but I remember the first thing I heard him in is that. Uh, if you ever seen Lucky Star, that Kyoani Moe fest from two thousand nine. Uh, he voices all the background women in that show where the joke is basically that they're they're like women who are clearly being voiced by a man. So that's where I know him from. Mm. On that same note, uh, Cassandra Morris uh, is a n- bit of a uh, also popular actor from the West Coast area. Uh, you've probably heard her in, oh, I don't know. Like, uh, we want to point out that she plays the nicest Talking animal mascot QB in the Madoka Magica franchise.
1: Ah uh, that uh
0: that little rat. Yes, that one indeed, who did absolutely nothing wrong. Um, you may have also heard her as Ritsu Tanaka in the K-On! franchise. And if you are a big fan of Toradora, which I know that Jet, I believe you said that you were. I am not. Uh, uh you I probably have, heard I, her.
1: I have seen like I have watched a dub and she's extremely good in that one.
0: She is very good as Taiga in that one, um, but that does not mean that I like the show.
1: Yeah, uh, that's fair. I disagree with you.
0: Right. I didn't like Golden Time either. I think I'm just not a fan of the way that that particular uh, so, uh, Mangaka uh,
1: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, I mean, I like Toradora at least from what I remember. I did hate Golden Time, though,
0: so I agree with that one. Awesome, <laughs> but we can be in the same boat on that, at least. Sorry, Gigi. Sorry, not, not I'm a fan of that one. But what we are a fan of, though, I'm assuming that Jed is going to agree with me on this, is the legendary Johnny Young Bosch, who, if you've not heard him in anime before, you have. You, you have. Trust me, you, you have. You must have at some point, because he's been in uh, some of the... everything since he started out as Vasta Stampede in Trigun, and since then he's been in leads like... he's been Albert in Gankutsuo, he's, he was the original Ichigo in Bleach... He was the lead Lelouch in Code Geass. Uh He's just—he's just been in everything. So Johnny Young Bosch here forever.
1: Yep. Uh, and no, uh, uh, yep. Yeah, and, uh, and quick note on uh, the note of uh, reprisals: uh, Rukia is normally played by uh, Michelle Ruff, which is actually kind of how I learned. that's uh, the kind of how I learned this movie had recast because I actually saw her like complaining about it on Twitter before.
0: That is weird, That because uh, I know Michelle Ruff has been uh, kept in stuff that they re- have, not recast, but they were like, re how do I vo- voice this? When they were uh, casting uh, Nagato Yuki-chan, uh, the series that was like a continuation of hierarchy but it wasn't entirely by the same studio, they worked hard to keep the same staff, including uh, keeping Michelle Ruff as Yuki for that show. But yeah, for this particular one, I don't know why, but they recast the lead girl, uh, with Cassandra Morris. But I will say, first and foremost, that although I had not really seen any of the Bleach anime, so I can't judge how Rukio is in that, uh, Cassandra Morris's performance is very good in this.
1: Oh yeah, her performance is totally good. I had no I no problems with
0: that on that end. She's good. Well, I I got pages of problems with it. The... No, I, I don't. No, actually, because th- there was an expectation going into this that I knew it was a Shonen adaptation, with a female lead who uh is not the main character so i wasn't sure how and as also knowing that it's a live-action adaptation so i didn't expect like the girl characters to get to be like ass kicking so much but in this one uh she does uh rikio's japanese performer gets to be part of a lot of like hand-to-hand combat gets to be heavily involved in the training that is very grueling and involves some very good choreography And for that, Cassandra matches the range of both seriously devoted to the mission of defeating the Hollows and developing uh, emotions, basically wanting them to not kill Ichigo in the process. So that range is very well covered by Cassandra's performance, with the right pitch to match her age. Like, I know they say that she's borrowing a human form while she's on Earth. Um, is Is she supposed to be, like, older than... High school girl age, like in reality.
1: Uh, I mean, uh, I mean, in the anime, she just runs around in high school form, so I assume she's like physically meant to be the same age. Beyond that, I okay. think she is probably older than that, but like I don't remember. But uh, right, yeah, right. Was, but, uh, but uh, yeah, I think uh, yeah, I like Rookie a lot. She's generally. Uh, so, uh, she, uh, 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 I mean, she's definitely one of the like better treated characters in Bleach, and she has a pretty good dynamic with each go most of the time, so like, my uh, so, uh, so, so like her character a lot, and I think that uh, Cassandra did a pretty good job on what they gave her here, where, uh, so, uh, where he uh, kind of comes off as like a cycler for the rules as opposed to, to go, and they kind of have that whole uh, dynamic going off of them, and I think that Cassandra does a good job of being like, Overly serious in a way that's kind of funny and that uh, it's pretty amusing, but then kind of knowing when to like dial that back a bit whenever the situation calls for something actually serious and considered is there good is good there too.
0: Yeah, it's because her having to uh, basically adapt to losing her powers and living as almost a mortal in this realm when previously she hadn't been, uh, she she carries that weight very well in the way that she acts. And the way that she kind of like hides the the seriousness of it, seriousness of it from Ichigo because she doesn't want to confront it herself. Oh uh, yeah. Now the and so um with uh, Cassandra being a recast for Rukio, uh, that means then that Uryu was voiced by Derek in the original anime as well. Yep. So okay. That makes total sense, because I really like this character. I really like his, um, like, I, I like the Japanese actor they got for him, because, again, I don't know what he looks like in the anime, but it's definitely a nice contrast to, like, bad boy delinquent Ichigo's actor, and, like, more put-together, glasses pushing up, like, um, I know who you are, and I challenge you to a fight yeah, so, uh, with my magic so, so, uh,
1: Yeah, uh, yeah uh, it's pretty true to who Ryu is in the anime, he's kind of supposed to be, uh, compared to Ichigo, he's kind of supposed to come off with like the more like serious kind of like stick up his butt one, and I think that Darren's uh, not friends. Uh, gets that across pretty well, though uh, all, I gotta say that while I, um, I like Derek's performance and it's pretty similar to what he normally does in the anime, but I gotta say that like within the context of this, is like I said in little movie, Uryu's presence didn't really make much sense at all. Honestly. Well, I
0: feel like it, I mean, obviously they, they wrote it to make sense. Yeah, the uh, uh, you know, you
1: know, like they wrote him here because he needed to be here, but it's just like okay, they wrote him here because he needed to be here and like he does do things that help to, proge- to progress the plot, but it's just like, a lot of his actions feel like really inconsistent. Like okay, like he's, like he introduces himself as like a Quincy who has it after for the Soul Reapers and like Again, I can sit here and explain Quincy to you, but uh, it would be a while. Just know that the whole things with Quincy get really silly, and uh, I guess if you... Again, no, one, uh do, again, no one do you care at all about spoilers?
0: I, hey, man, I don't even turn on my refrigerator. I am totally fine with spoils.
1: Uh, no, so, uh, 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 yeah, it uh, gets revealed later on in the story that Ejiko is also part Quincy for some weird reason. So, of uh, course.
0: Sure. Yeah, yeah, so, sure, of course. So, <laughs> yeah, I, you can't have a lead character that's not multiple parts. Superhero.
1: Oh, oh, ich- oh, Ichigo is everything. He's like part Reaper. He is part Quincy. He gets some Hollow powers.
0: He's he, he gets a little bit of everything. <laughs> that to be a lot of, That's a big trend in a lot of like. I've been watching a lot of like older media from like the 90s. Like I just watched the original. Tenchi Muyo OVAs, which I had no knowledge of, like, aside from the fact that there's hot, naked women throughout it, but most of it focused on Tenchi being, like, both the descendant of a royal space family, and also having the power to wield, like, this super-powered sword blade, and I'm like, could you people just stop writing the lead character to have all of the superpowers? Just once? Can any of you... No? Okay, fine. Uh,
1: uh, uh, well, uh, yeah, you're definitely gonna be disappointed with Bleed said that, it's just that's us just if a dark Age after a while.
0: Just make everyone, like, Ash Ketchum, you know? Like, no superpowers. They actually have to get electrocuted in order to gain superpowers.
1: Uh, I, get, uh, I gotta miss you, Ash. Yeah, he left us uh, earlier. <laughs> he about, left
0: oh. us too young.
1: <laughs> uh, retired at age 10 to morph uh, <laughs> right. into the great unknown.
0: <laughs> 10 years and 25 years of experience. <laughs> uh what
1: every employer wants.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of what every employer wants, uh, Johnny and Bosch's performance as Ichigo, uh, I can clearly see why uh, they kept uh, this, uh, why they cast him as the character to be in with, because uh, n- nuanced uh, but good-natured delinquent is definitely a card in his deck, and it's... Here's the problem with the movie, though, is that he's too pretty. Like, the actor is too pretty to give off the, the bad boy vibe that I feel they were kind of going for in the original story. Because they needed a good-looking guy. They needed a good-looking actor to yeah, play uh, the uh, new uh, character. Uh,
1: I mean, to be fair, that's kind of a little bit of a thing. We'd like it do go proper, but uh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah uh, one other thing I did kind of want to... Uh, briefly highlight what Eryu and like how I think his yep. role in the movie is just kind of like a little weird. Is that like after we, you know, get the whole introduction about like, you know, like him being quit and all that, it's like he challenges him to go to a duel for some reason. And then he's like, and then he, and then like midway through the duel, he summons a bunch of hollows, which uh, helps like <laughs> Miyake plans along. And then it's just like, it's never brought up again that he like summoned a bunch of hollows. Like, no, like, nobody, he, like, nobody asked about it. They're just, like, gone after a while and just never run up again. And, like,
0: yeah, he's never called out for that either. Yeah, so,
1: yeah, it, yeah. And, like, it made sense. And, like, and in the original story, it made sense because, like, he did, yeah, he did something similar in the original story where he, like, talented to go to, like, defeat a bunch of hollows. But, like, it made sense there because, like, that was the focus and that was the only thing going on. But here, they're trying to juggle that with, like, a bunch of other plots and, the end result is that like, his actions just don't really make sense. And then on top of all that, like, after that scene, he's just no longer hostile to Ichigo for some reason. Like,
0: it's never even way, like, no, like, why he's just, like, suddenly, okay, we need to go. He just is because, like, the plot needs to be. Because the plot, yeah, the plot needs it. There's a greater evil that they, they like, I, I will put aside our differences because we have to come together to defeat the giant CGI dragon monster that's trying to destroy the city, which is not a bad plot device if you develop their relationship over multiple episodes. It sounds like the original anime did. Uh, but for the sake of this movie being like a greatest hits compilation of the story, for the benefit of both pleasing longtime fans and trying to hook new fans, I don't have a qualm with it. I got the appeal, I feel, of the action shown sides of the story in this condensed version while admitting that, well, um, accepting that the pacing was going to be very rapid because you only have 90 minutes to fit in all of those plot points.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and
0: Derek... And I feel like Derek's performance was not only a good fit, but also contrasted well with Ichigo, in that the two didn't sound exactly similar. They were directed and their writing in the script was different enough from each other. Like, Helios uh, doesn't have the um, uh, the bad boy moments. He's got the cool composed moments. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, to which, as a completely random aside, like, I didn't actually look at the cast list while watching this movie, to so, like, Going off-ear, like, literally until you showed me the cast list, I was convinced that Derek, that Derek, Seth, Prince just, like, got double-casted in Princey for some reason because I totally thought that no was him doing it, too. Huh.
0: I, I would not have guessed that myself. Like, I, I didn't get that vibe, but, again, maybe that's because I was looking at the cast list before I started watching the movie.
1: Yeah, yeah I was just, like, going off-ear, of I thought, oh, wow, is that, like, Derek, seven Prince doing both characters, but I guess it wasn't.
0: <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time. He's he's very often, like, double and triple cast and stuff and, like, bit roles. Um, so, again, to wrap this up, the the person you do not want to double and triple cast is Johnny Young Bosch. Because a uh, very distinct voice, uh, perhaps just because we've heard him so much so we know what he sounds like. He doesn't have the most range in anime. Um, he's uh, very usually cast in this kind of lead role of, like, good-natured character. I feel like the the widest range of, like, stuff that he's gotten to do outside of the Ichigo kind of role is, um... What was his character in, uh... Uh... Wolf's Reign that, um... Uh... I'm going to look it up, I can't remember the name. Yeah, Kiba! Oh, uh, uh, yeah,
1: Rain. uh, Kiba. Though so, uh, I, I was gonna say, if you wanted, I don't know, I guess, like, different vibes for Giant Moss characters there's um then... Izaiah in dura and raw and Adachi in Persona for those who know what's up with that
0: character. I forgot that he played Isaiah in dura Ra. You're right, that was a much more asshole character than uh, this one is, so good good call for that. But yeah, going with the pretty boy actor that we got, which, again, very nice person, I'm absolutely sure. Uh, voice matches that just fine, like, like the timbre of Johnny's voice goes with the live-action acting, uh, just fine. Um, there's a lot of moments where the character has to have, like, uh, surprised reactions, especially when, like, um, um, Rukio is, uh, like, just randomly popping up in his school, or, you know, random characters are- are trying to kill him. And in those ones, it doesn't sound as spontaneous as I'm sure the original live-action did, but when it comes to the, uh, grieving over dead mom... Or uh, being upset at Rukio because she did not tell him uh, what Renji's deal was. Like, wh- why is there a guy who threatened to kill me, and why are we in danger? Those parts in Johnny's performance come off pretty darn well.
1: Uh, yeah, I I agree. Uh, Johnny's performance is really well rounded. Uh, he gets to be uh, so, uh, he gets to be like really snarky when he needs to, and those are pretty fun. Those moments are pretty fun. He gets to be, like, a little exasperated, and he does that well, too. And then, like you were saying, remember, he has to, you know, do with the stuff, like, um, like, everything that's happening with Rukia, or, like, he's up with his mom. I think that Johnny does a really good job there, too. To which, like, I uh, to which uh, I do have my problems with how this movie, like, condenses the material, and I think it doesn't really do. And even as someone who is admittedly not... Always big on bleach. I do at least like the early parts oh, really? of bleach. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Spoiler I'm actually not that big. Of a, I'm actually not that big of a bleach fan. Like I've seen, well, like i seen a lot of it, and like it has its moments, but there's also a lot of it that is incredibly frustrating, and I've uh, definitely gone on about that more than once.
0: Would you say that you you've seen much of it less out of uh, enjoyment of the source material and more out of it was just formidable at the time when you were uh, wa- really into watching uh, television and anime. Uh, I mean,
1: okay, uh, I mean, Bleach was like starting to pick up. See, when I first got into it, and I was just randomly on. Uh, I don't know if it was like YouTube or Crunchyroll back when it used to be a pirate site, or like one of those two. But it, mm-hmm. but it was there, so
0: I was like, you know, I went to. I'm gonna watch it. Actually, oh, the, actually, there's... no, I think it was
1: Pirate Crunchyroll. So. Uh, yeah, i Inter- okay.
0: those days. <laughs> so, this wasn't even like a, a memory attached to like the adult swim run days. This was like. I, was, uh, I, I,
1: just, I know it was out on adult swim by then, but I just. But, I think, but I'm pretty sure I was like into like watching fans by that point. And it was on yeah. control, so I was like, you know, i sure.
0: And we we, did, we just didn't have any good anime about guys with giant swords at the time, so like, yeah, uh, you so, take what you can get,
1: right? Uh, so yeah, like I uh, like I burned through a bit of the uh, anime that way for a while, and and I enjoyed it, and then uh, it got into like a run of filler, and I got bored with it for a while. So I eventually picked up the manga, which uh, I enjoyed more, and then the manga started getting like pretty frustrating and. Uh, Eventually, I just kind of started slacking through that out
0: of obligation, so I wasn't too <laughs> torn up when it finally ended. That's the best way to get into something out of obligation. No, uh, not really enjoying it, just because I feel I have to. Yeah,
1: but uh, okay, but uh, anyway, kidding. Uh, but anyway, that was a uh, that, uh, that was a pretty long-winded bit. But uh, getting back on topic, uh, again, I do have my problems with how this and that sort of material. But there is one decision this movie makes that I am really glad it does because it is, is something that frustrated me a lot about the source material. So, uh, Noah, mm-hmm. I, I want... Okay, so... Okay, so i am got to tell you, like, the whole Grand Fisher thing is also a thing in the and that it is the Hollow that killed Ichigo's mom. So, also tell me, Noah, mm-hmm. what do you think happens in the manga regarding that, well, regarding that character?
0: I'm going to assume that uh, Ichigo uh, gets killed Killed by the giant monster because he can't bring himself to kill something that looks like his mom. And but rather than letting him die, the soul society characters yu yu hakusho his ass and just bring him back to life on the condition that he help them as a soul hunter going forward.
1: Uh, that is actually uh, well, that's actually much more creative than I was spending But now. Oh, yeah. Um, Okay, and uh, so what happens is Ichigo does fight the Grand Fisher after he finds out it's the thing they say hauled it out so he killed his mom. So he tries to fight it, he lose, uh, he tries to fight it, it gets away. Uh, he vows to someday defeat it so he can, you know, get closure for his dead mom and all that. And then okay. like, and then like uh, so, and then like a whole bunch of other stuff happens, like we learn more about magic swords and the soul society and whatnot. And Kubo, I guess, eventually just sort of forgot about that whole thing. So uh, when Grandfisher Fisher finally comes back into the story, it is randomly killed off, not by Ichigo, but by Ichigo's dad. Uh, solely so what? that they can introduce that Ichigo's dad is in fact Ultra Soul Reaver.
0: Are you kidding me? I am not. Well course, why would you kid me? That is that is some anticlimactic nonsense right there. What the hell?
1: Ah yeah, I feel the exact same way. Uh,
0: <coughs> okay, well, I'm glad we didn't get to see that uh, uh, that continuation in the movie. Yeah, uh, yeah
1: yeah. So I'm glad that Ichigo actually got to defeat it in this one because, um, yeah, yeah, you know, he should get to have that closure. That's <laughs> how you
0: end a movie. You you introduce the monster, you train, you have a rocky montage, and you kill it at the end of the, in the third act. That's how these things go
1: uh no one told Koopa that apparently but uh
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh editors what are they good for <laughs> well I, I do feel that uh to get into the final thoughts on all of this that if they if their intention was to match the the tone of the Japanese movie completely disregarding the anime just match the goofy hyper action yet still emotional tone that the Japanese movie was going for the Japanese cast made some missteps in the actual casting and did lean more towards the goofy side than the serious side just by the nature of having to overdub pre-existing live action material but uh as someone who's never seen anything bleach related and only knows about the major plot points by watching uh manga critics on youtube from like 10 years ago um, this was a perfectly good segue into the major franchise. Like, I can see why there was an appeal for this, and I didn't feel left behind as far as, like, the major plot points.
1: Uh, I'm glad I saw this. I had heard this, what I had heard a uh, pretty decent buzz about this, and people were saying it was one of, like, the better blab and annotations. Uh, Which is it, an
0: incredibly low bar to clear.
1: Yeah, and now that, I can see, now that I've seen it, I can see that, yeah, it remains an incredibly low bar. It is, like... yeah yeah, it is definitely better than some of the other ones but that really isn't saying much it's like it's uh, it's watchable but it has its problems it has like i like i mean like in terms of an introduction for bleach if you wanted to i don't know get like a condensed version of the early story arts it's passable Mm -hmm. but like as a central movie it has like a lot of structure problems
0: true but would you say that um the dub like the actual vo- the English voice actors the whole purpose of this podcast that um, it it uh, passes the mustard for recommendation.
1: Oh yeah oh yeah the dub oh yeah the dub is fine. If you wanted to watch the movie uh, with the dub the dub is, is it, uh, the, uh, the dub is perfectly functional it will definitely get you through it. Just uh, you know uh, there is a the caveat that it does not have most of the original cast for whatever reason. So if you're a fan of those actors,
0: uh, you're out kind of luck, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm sure there is a story, a long story about that behind the scenes. I'm not sure how much that bugged a whole lot of like the hardcore Bleach fans, because I feel like a lot of people would have at least been happy that hey, we get a uh, return to what we consider to be some of the better parts of the Bleach story. Uh, that I, that's like, an I, L, uh
1: that's yeah. a L, uh, It's funny you say that because. Uh, I'm pretty sure, oh, no. uh, yeah, and I'm pretty sure, uh, Ble- like, hardcore Bleach fans love the later parts of the story. Folks like me, but uh, folks like me who are more cynical towards Bleach enjoy the early parts of the story and the Soul okay. Society arc, which comes immediately after this. And then uh, everything else is uh, very not good. Yeah, that's, a, that's the uh,
0: standing word that I've also heard is that the Soul Society arc is the best part of Bleach and that it never reached those heights ever again.
1: Oh, yeah, pretty much.
0: Yes. And given that this movie came out, uh, it's been five years now, and it doesn't sound like there's any word about there being like a continuation, I'm I'm going to assume that there wasn't enough hype from this release for them to adapt like the Soul Society arc into a live-action movie. Um. So this will be the standing... Uh, reputation of live action bleach for the time being.
1: Um, yeah, uh, it is, yeah, it is kind of funny because uh, it felt like they adapted the. It felt like they ended it in a way where like it was st- it where like it was standalone, but they also could have jumped Soul society if it did well. So, I thought that was kind of funny. I,
0: well. But anyway, so that, ladies and gentlemen, is our coverage of the thousand year arc anime of Bleach. So thank you so much for listening. We're glad we finally got to talk about this. And now you people can stop uh, requesting it because it has now been done. And we wanted to uh, say, if you want to watch this movie, we've been saying Netflix this whole time. If you don't have a Netflix subscription... I suggest that you do not get one. I actually suggest that you bum one off of your friends because you do not need to give Netflix any more of your money. They're never going to hear this, so I feel perfectly safe in saying that. Uh, but yes, if you do want to watch the movie, it's on Netflix and will probably be there for quite a while.
1: Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. It is always difficult to bum a password, though um, I guess that puts us not why you're doing that anymore.
0: Of course not, but we, we've got our techniques for getting around that. Now, if you want to... Uh, enjoy more of this podcast that you have been listening to on this lovely april fool's day we are the dub talk podcast you can subscribe to our youtube channel or if you're listening to our audio only feeds we have those at podbean uh spotify apple play all the fun places where we post the audio only versions and those episodes are also available early to our patrons yes dub talk has a patreon account where if you pledge any amount, you get sneak previews of upcoming episodes, get to be part of raffles to help us decide what our next episodes are, and get a shout out at the end of the episodes like these lovely, beautiful people. We want to give a thanks to our $5 tier individuals. Those are Megan's mom and dad, who not only gave us $5, but also gave us Megan, so thank you for that. We want to thank Michelle Travis. We want to thank Julia W. And we want to thank Victor May Baroda, and then jumping up to the next level, we want to give an even bigger thanks to our $10 patrons. Those who contribute a little bit extra, get the episodes a little bit earlier, and get even more of our love and affection for doing so. Those individuals are the amazing Anthony Brown. Thank you, Anthony. The lovely Carly Lestikow. Many thanks, Carly. The badass Crimson Echidna. I know you're watching, man. The awesome Jacob Wilson. Keep rocking on, rocking on, Jacob. The sensational Jared Hawkins, keep being sensational out there, Jared. The amazingly talented Marissa Lenti, thank you for keeping the voice acting dream going strong. And the all-standing Otaku Anthony, I hope you are having a lovely April Fool's Day as well, Anthony. So, to wrap this up, of course, Jet, when you are not talking about your outstanding love for Bleach. What are you doing in the world?
1: Um, Usually I'm on Twitter at and I will uh, usually be talking about other things besides Bleach, like uh, I don't know. Uh, so, uh, like, I don't know, like whatever manga I'm reading, like I don't know like not the dot or something. Um, and then I guess like whenever I'm like not doing that, I'm also on a other podcasts, Podcast ONA, where we're usually like, talking about uh, anime and news alongside the dump dub doc host Andrew. Yeah, and then uh, aside from that, I do uh, write, I do do some writing occasionally. uh write a, written a couple of things for and somewhat recently, I did a thing for Anime Feminist going into uh, going into uh, the whole uh, history surrounding uh, the ghost stories stuff and, uh, the greater, uh, greater competition on localization regarding, uh, everything with how, uh, rocky
0: that, uh, actually is. You were saying, like, you talk on Twitter about the, the latest things that you're interested in. Uh, looks like you were talking about Penguin Drum recently. So I'm sure we should, we should put that on the calendar for, uh, next thing to talk about. Cause I'd love to pick your brain on Penguin Drum and it's uh, sometime. Uh,
1: yeah, I'm literally just waiting to see if it turns out that said type uh, the breakup movies now that we know they have them but i really hope I really they do i really hope they do because uh the tv series stuff <laughs> is uh, very uh, not good so it's uh, not
0: it really is. it's i have a personally i have a very like low threshold for, for like qualities of dubs that, like I'll, I'll listen to it if it's okay and i couldn't even do that for penguin drum stuff i had to watch it in japanese
1: I, I hear you there. They really need to get that a new dub.
0: Ah, maybe one day. Maybe with that recap. You can follow me on Twitter, at NoahClue, uh, discussions about animation from around the world, because they make it more than just Japan and America. They make it everywhere. I've been really getting into uh, a lot more of the periods of Eastern animation, of, like, Russian animation recently. Um, like, trying to separate the political movements of Russia's, like government and how that influenced the art that they made. There's this really amazing uh, multimedia movie uh, based on a play that was made in like the 1960s. I'm trying to remember what the name of it is. So uh, if you want to watch like a really wild Russian movie that uh, is made of like multi multimedia animation, it's got like stop motion, hand-drawn, glass animation... Check out the movie The Bath that was made in like 1965 or something. Like, No, 1962. That's when it was. That's what I like to talk about on my Twitter account. Nothing to do with this movie at all. So I think we've talked this all well enough. And if you're still here after not getting mad at us for uh, April fooling your ass with that thumbnail and pretending we were going to talk about the anime. <laughs> oh, you're so silly. But if you do, uh, type the code word into the comments. Let us know you got this far. Uh, what should that code word be? Let me think here. Something tied into this movie here. Uh,
1: I don't know. I guess for um, anyone familiar enough with Bleach, uh, I do know just put Bonkai
0: in the chat. Uh, I don't know See, either. that would have been the easy thing. Like, giant sword? Like, that would be too easy. But yeah, I guess you're right. If you made it this far, just type Bonkai in the comments somewhere, and we'll know that you were an awesome person who got this far. <laughs> uh, thanks for...
1: Uh, so, uh, thanks for... Uh, thanks for... We'll uh, again on this one, folks.
0: Yes, thank you. And thank you, Jet, for uh, agreeing to be part of this shenanigans. It was a really uh, difficult job trying to get us all together.
1: Uh, yeah, 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 glad to get to do, do this one with you. It was a lot of fun.
0: Yes. Anyways, you guys have a wonderful weekend, and fantastic April Fool's Day, and we will see you back to our regularly scheduled program eventually. Aloha and Otakua, my friends.